This is a HeadGum Podcast. Thanks for listening to No Joke with Billy and Adam on the HeadGum Podcast Network. This is the show where we tackle a topic oh so loosely and discuss our previous, present, and future relationship to it. Today's topic was superheroes. We hope you enjoy the No Joke Podcast. Welcome back. It is the No Joke Podcast. I am Billy Scafuri. I'm Adam Lustig. And it is episode number 73. 73, Bill. Go. Okay, here we go. What do we have? Uh, big NBA fan here. Both the best single season record are the Golden State Warriors, 73-9. and nine, mm. And the worst single season record, the Philadelphia 76ers, from, I want to say, 1973. Stop. Their record was 9-73. and 73. Adam, <laughs> when you were driving here, did you think of that one? Did you think of – did you consider 73? No, Billy. Really? I, th- I don't know how to say that without sounding like I'm a magician covering up his trick, but no, of course not. This we is used a- to have like a really dynamic <laughs> first few minutes where we would just fall into conversation. Yeah. Now every episode starts with me being completely flabbergasted. <laughs> yeah. I'm flabbergasted. Here's my secret if I need to reveal my secret. They all seem to be sports related, right? Mm-hmm. Because like sport jersey numbers, no, numbers. 71, I believe, you took us to like a concert. Oh, right. That was Neil Young live at Massey Hall. That yeah. was 1971, right? And someone who lives near Massey Hall uh, <laughs> oh, yes. was really psyched to hear you get it right. In and, Toronto. And confirm. And they said, please come, no joke, and come perform at Massey Yes. Hall. That was a request we made. Let's get it out off the top again. Yes. If you want us to perform in your town. We would love to perform in your town. If there's a theater with 200 seats or more, we want to be on stage. Absolutely. Let's make that happen. Yeah. Can we do that? And this goes out to extend to all local colleges in, in your area. Yeah. Uh, we would love uh, to travel about and bring our laughs and bring our nonsense to your locality, wherever that may be. So no joke pod at gmail.com. Hit us up. Or Twitter, at NoJokePod. Most direct ways of uh, making that happen. Yes, exactly. It's episode number 73. Episode number 73. One more small piece of housekeeping, Billy. Oh. We've mentioned that you were nominated for a sports Emmy. Yes. For your wonderful video, The Empire Games. Correct. Featuring Joe Namath and Jim Kelly. Yes. Just to sort of bring some narrative conclusion to that. Yes. The award show was maybe a weekish ago or something. Uh, yeah, it was last Tuesday. A weekish ago. I booted up the live stream. Live stream, man. I booted up that live stream. You know it's a big award show when they perish. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't ESPN 1, 2, yeah. 3, ESPN U. Nah. Yeah. It was periscoped. Yes. It was also so funny, and I don't know how to say this without being snarky, but just like watching a bunch of award shows that are all normally hosted by comedians or like written by comedians. Oh, it yeah. was very, very funny just from an award show perspective to see an award show with sort of no like comedic energy, really. Pedro Martinez gave away like seven <laughs> awards, and halfway through, he was like, I don't know what I'm still doing here. <laughs> Exactly. Like they would just – it was such a rotating yeah. – it was just like, and now this award, cool. And now this <laughs> yeah, award, yeah, yeah. fine. Yeah. And now this yeah. – Yeah. It was like the technical version of the Oscars. Yes. But regardless, your category came up. My breath quickened. My yes. fingers became crossed. Right. Unfortunately, not to spoil it. Spoil it. Muhammad Ali and the Super Bowl promo won. Classic. The Empire Games did not win, albeit, I mean, despite being by far the best and the funniest one. Here's Muhammad my Ali. takeaway. Yeah, please. I appreciate the sincerity. Yeah. Here's my takeaway. What lasts longer? If you're at a bar for the rest of your life, or if you're, no, you're going to social events for yes. the rest of your life, what lasts longer? Yes. You can't really tell somebody... Hey, I'm an Emmy-winning writer. Hey, I won an Emmy. How does that organically come up? There's just no good way Sounds of – Sounds braggy. Right. It's like – it's almost like if you win an Emmy, it's cool for you yeah. and you have a trophy in your living room. Yes. But here's what you can say whenever you want now. Let's hear it. 
I lost to Muhammad Ali. Yeah, Just literally when Muhammad Ali comes up in conversation, I am now, I have an inroad to be like, oh, you know, I actually went head to head against Muhammad Ali once and I lost. And I lost. And if they say with what, then I can mention the Emmy. Oh, yeah, it was just the sports Emmy I was nominated for. But but the real story, or at least I can mask it with I lost to Muhammad Ali once, which to me has such a longer shelf life than actually winning the trophy. That is like like saying that like you had like a brief chat with, uh, you know, with Sophocles or like with Socrates. Yeah. It's like to say that you lost to Muhammad Ali in anything or have any even tertiary association with right. Muhammad Ali, yes. you're right, is worth more than an Emmy ever could be. Right. So if we lost to, if the, if the, if the thing I wrote yeah. lost to some like kind of evergreen, no like celebrity, no headline yes. thing, then it's like, well, I really wish we won then. Yes, exactly. But losing to Muhammad Ali in and of itself is its own little Emmy. He's literally the greatest. Yeah. I'm He's not a... <laughs> the greatest of all time. Right. Yeah. Me and George Foreman have something in common Yeah, exactly. Right. And it's not just that you love grills. Right. But that, is, that you do have that in common. He is probably one of the closest things America has ever had to a living uh, a living example of the subject today. Yes, that's true. The subject of today's No Joke is superheroes. Superheroes. We're yeah. going to be talking about superheroes today. We've mentioned it before, but we often like to throw out on Twitter yes. uh, to the listeners, what should we talk about? Please. We're here to take your lead and run with it. Asking for topic suggestions. And we got some good ones. Yep. We got a couple good ones. Uh-huh. Seasonal allergies was floated out there. And just to quickly address that, yes, we have them. Okay. <laughs> so there's that podcast covered. That's covered. Um, yes, I suffer from them. Um, but we, And when we were going through some of the list, we're like, oh yeah, we could talk about that. We could talk about that. Yeah, I know things about that. Yeah. And then we got to superheroes. Superheroes. And we we realized we know almost nothing almost about nothing and this sort of harkens back i don't know for you devoted listeners to our video game episode but a few weeks ago which and this is something that look we obviously are members of the culture and of the society and we know that these superhero movies are ubiquitous and everywhere you yes. can't go two seconds without an iron man or an avengers huge blockbuster feature coming out right Billy and I, just as individuals, yeah. have never really been too deep into that comic book lore, Marvel Universe, yeah. DC v. Marvel thing. I know way more about video games than I know about superheroes. About superheroes, So yeah. if you got tired of listening to two guys try and fake their way through talking about video games, <laughs> yeah. buckle up. <laughs> it's going to be a very, very long ride. Yes, exactly. Um my experience with superheroes growing up, yeah. it was they were all athletes. They were like yeah. the, the real people were the superheroes. I knew that Spider-Man and Batman right. and Superman were these heroes. Yes. But I didn't like get read comic books and I didn't actively pursue these people. Same. So now that we have to talk about it, it's like it's going to be very rudimentary out yes. the gate. But it's yes. the first act of the No Joke podcast, so yep. let's try and figure out what our past histories were with some of these superheroes. Absolutely. And to your point, I just want to sort of echo that where – also, as a child, not being a comic book, um, Superman, Spider-Man, Batman, X-Men sort of pr- proclivity that towards that way, but much more towards sports, I too, my own personal superheroes, uh, were Tupac. <laughs> no, right. real. Uh, the reals. The, the reals. The nonfiction. And Alan Iverson. Yeah, the exactly. Non-fiction. Totally. Yeah. And it is so funny that those. To- I had the exact same experience where those were my quote unquote superheroes growing up. So who was the closest superhero? Who could you at least talk about the most? I think probably Batman. Batman. I think Batman was up there. So let's start there. Okay, great. Batman is Bruce Wayne. Batman is Bruce Wayne. He's. Oh, this is so funny. Let's Especially go. Especially just like it. You're teaching me. <laughs> yeah, me. This is the blind. This is the comic book blind leading the comic book blind. Please take me. So. 
Batman origin story. Here we go. I love that we're tackling like rudimentary comic book folklore 101. Go. Bruce Wayne, okay. millionaire. Uh, when he was a kid, his parents were murdered in an alleyway. This was the defining moment of his young life. Okay. Uh, then He, he grew- watched it? He saw it? He saw it happen, I think, in an alley after an opera. I think his parents are wealthy magnets of some kind. Mm-hmm. The Waynes. Mm-hmm. They're, I don't know, maybe Gotham City, you know, Gotham City, yes. whatever, elites. Uh, they're murdered in an alleyway by a bad guy. Yep. <laughs> this is traumatic for young Bruce. I think uh-huh. he may be five or six at the time. Yep. He's orphaned as a result because now he has no parents or maybe raised by Alfred, question mark. Okay. Maybe even raised by Alfred, his family's butler. Yes. Played by Michael Caine. Yes. <laughs> I think Bruce is maybe raised by Alfred or maybe in an orphanage. Already the holes in my knowledge are showing. Um, then he grows up as a recluse millionaire orphan man. Who can't relate to that. Can't, who can't relate to that? So relatable. It's right. like a Judd Apatow. Every movie. orphan yeah. is usually a recluse millionaire. <laughs> exactly. Right. You, you guys know orphans. Right. Um, so he uh, lives in Wayne Man in Gotham City, which I think is maybe his family's estate, let's say. Okay. Alfred is still there as the sort of in-house butler. Yeah. And as we learn over time, he then develops, he sort of constructs for himself a bat cave, which exists below Wayne Manor. So many questions. So, okay, yeah, I'm just, I'm just trying to get through the, nar- the, the basic narrative. Push. Okay, so down below uh, Wayne Manor is the bat cave. Yep. That's where the Batmobile lives. That's where Morgan Freeman lives with all the cool toys. Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay. Got it. With all the, he invents all, that's like the lab where Batman yeah, yeah, yeah. sort of make all his toys. Yeah. Down to the thing. Okay. So he takes it upon himself to rid Gotham City of crime and of evil. I think probably mythologically motivated by his parents being uh, violently murdered when he was a kid. He's going to devote his whole life to stopping crime in Gotham. And what's the best way of doing that? Hiring a little guy named Robin. <laughs> That should do the trick. Exactly. Robin. This one little guy should do the trick. (laughs) Exactly. But he was a real person who wore a suit. He didn't have superpowers per se. That's exactly right. He had ingenuity and wealth. Yes. And that that is what makes Batman a a, a unique, I think, uh, in the superhero canon. Yes. That he was not bitten by a radioactive spider to give himself special powers. Yes. He can't fly. Right. He can't jump super high and soar through the air. He has human – he has only what humans can do. Yes. He has them too. He's a lunatic. He's a wealthy lunatic. OK. Got it. That's essentially his superpower okay. is that he's a – is a a risk uh, – like whatever, risk-taking, yeah. wealthy maniac. Now, whereas uh, Superman can fly, he can fly so fast that he can actually uh, spin the world back and turn the world back in time. He That's can pick right. up trains. He's faster than a speeding bullet. But exactly. He's a Superman. He's literally Superman. Right. Now, Superman, and I'm going to get this wholly wrong. Okay. Superman, I should say, was also – your parents into superheroes? Because my dad was like a Superman guy when he was a kid. Yes, Superman but not like, really. Right. Right. Maybe we had the VHSs under yes. a sack of other dusty VHSs. <laughs> yes, but, exactly. Right. You got to dust your VHSs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we all need to dust our VHSs. <laughs> and that's the lesson of today's podcast. Right. Um, Superman, I, I don't want to go out too far on a limb here, but I want to say is an alien. What? <laughs> I don't alien? mean to blow your mind, but I'm pretty sure. That if you prick him, does he believe? <laughs> I don't think he does believe. Stop. If you prick him. because I Then how do you kill him? I don't know how you kill him. Him does Clark kryptonite. kryptonite kryptonite you kill him with kryptonite that is his uh that is his kryptonite <laughs> exactly kryptonite is actually superman's kryptonite right uh he was born on another planet jor-el i think is his father played by marlon brando in the original jor-el movie. christopher reeve jor-el j-o-r hyphen e-l okay sounds like a name you might hear in the hood <laughs> sounds like a name you might hear in the hood sounds yeah. like actually a pretty cool name starting point guard for kentucky jor-el or- anthony exactly okay um so jor-el anthony uh is superman's dad mm-hmm uh, on some distant planet. Yeah. I think Superman is born up on planet Krypton? X. 
I think maybe it is Krypton. Okay. Maybe the planet that he's born on is Krypton, or maybe that's a rival planet. Sure. Again, don't know. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to the podcast. We don't know. Nope. Uh, so Superman is born as an infant, and then I think he is sent to Earth in yeah. some sort of shuttle or like a time capsule. Microwave. Microwave. Uh-huh. He's put into a something Casio durable. Mic- <laughs> something durable like a microwave. Yeah. So he's sent in the Magna Box microwave yeah. all the way down from Planet X to Earth. Yeah. Lands in the kitchen of someone's house. Exactly. Where like microwaves land. belong. Exactly. Uh-huh. And Superman is a microwave superhero. <laughs> okay. This all makes perfect sense. Exactly. Let's he lands uh, in oh, like a on. cornfield in like the middle of Iowa, right? And he's like raised by like Meemaw and Peepaw. Oh, this but, like, is that's nice. right. Like they raise up young Clark in rural Iowa and he doesn't even know he has superpowers until one day as a teenager. And I think this is what the series Smallville on the WB was, was okay. Clark Kent living in Iowa as a teen origin story. Good. One day, and again, I don't know what the mythology specifically is, um, he, I think, discovers that he has super strength, super speed, can fly. Okay. Faster than a speeding bullet. He's a super boy. He's a super boy. Great. Just, Let's take an act break. Okay. Uh, we, we learned a little bit about Batman. Just and, a little. Just a little, and yeah. just a little about Superman. Just a little. Frankly, you know so much more than I even expected really? you to know. Okay, okay, great. We could play Kryptonite by Three Doors Down. Oh! But here's the thing. <laughs> here's the thing. We all used to be huge Three Doors downheads. Used to be. I mean, used to be. <laughs> they were the one band that played the inauguration. Oh. They, they, they were team. the band. They did it. They were the band. And After literally every musical act said no, and that one woman even said yes and then said no. Yes. They stepped in. The Rockettes said no. Oh, God. But Three Doors Down was like, yeah, we'll do it. We'll do it. So, sorry, Three Doors Down. You missed your chance. You we're not playing. Yeah, we obviously can't. Just on ethical grounds. Yes, no question. Yeah, ethical grounds. Um, is there – did anyone write a song about Batman? Uh, of course there's the dun 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 batman Of course there is. And, of course, there's Kiss from a, from a Rose. Oh, that's from Seal. nice. And I, I almost think that we've played that song on this podcast before. <laughs> we're getting to that I point. I wouldn't be surprised. We're getting to that point. Yes. Uh, there was another amazing – this is – amazing is in heavy quotation marks here. But there was a Hold Me, Thrill Me, Kiss Me, Kill Me track off the Batman forever soundtrack wait, <laughs> that was wait, wait. i believe it was is that YouTube? a genre of music you said that like 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 there was that kind of hold song. me thrill me touch me kill me <laughs> what are you sorry say that again let me rewind so there was a track on right after kiss from rose yes. on the batman forever yeah. soundtrack there was a song by you two yeah that was called hold me thrill me kiss me kill me jesus <laughs> A lot. I, it's a lot. It's a lot. It's sort of a demanding song title. I guess we have to listen to this demanding <laughs> song by you too. Listen me. Jesus. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're gonna listen to me. You too. <laughs> we'll be right back.
back to act two of the no joke podcast that was <laughs> hold me thrill me kiss me kill me i'm pretty sure is what it's called there's no way that too. i could have uh picked us up after that act break because i don't know what hold me hold thrill me, me kiss me kill yeah me? i think hold I, me thrill me i think so hold me hold me thrill me those two things kind of seem at odds with hold, one another thrill me is i would say that's almost the most outlandish Daunting. demand thrill me have you ever told somebody to thrill you? Thrill, go ahead, thrill me. Thrill. If, if, I, if I was to say to you, Adam, thrill me, what would you do? I think I would probably take the hot coffee in front of me, sort of like dump it in my own face, Jesus. and then just like make a weird, kind of like do a crazy like sort of head, head bang. This is, uh, let's see if that would thrill you. Probably shouldn't go here, but this reminds me, you taught me, if you were ever accosted on the street, yes. what, you, what you would do. Yeah. That reminds me when yes. you, of you saying, yes. if I were to thrill you, I'd throw coffee on my face and make a bunch of wacky faces. Yes. That reminds me of how, you're, how you would do self-defense. Would you be okay with sharing this information? It would be my pleasure. So I have never really been accosted on the street, knock on wood, never really held up a knife point or gun point or anything like that. But I've always imagined, and I have taken martial arts, but again, that is, I'm not a brave man. I'm a scared man. Yep. So my, in, in practice, if I, I imagine that if I ever were accosted or held up or anything along those lines... Uh, I think that I would default to acting silly and insane. Yeah. And to kind of like wigging out and trying to out crazy the crazy. I and, asked you what that meant. Could yeah. you show me? And you said, I'm a baby. I'm a widow with a baby. I'm a with a baby. And I would just sort of like, I think, flail all of my limbs at once, maybe drop right to the ground, like stop, drop, and roll style, like immediately drop right to the ground and yep. maybe like writhe and wail. I this think it would was, be like a writhe and wail. You know, I gave you, <laughs> I gave you flack when you told me that because it puts you at such a vulnerable position. Yes. 
But I'm thinking back to Curb Your Enthusiasm, and Larry did this. <laughs> when he, had, he had like a heart thing on his – he had like a few wires that were still taped to his chest That's from the right. doctor's office. And a guy was got out of his car with road rage, and Larry just lifted up his shirt. The guy was like, oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, exactly. I'm so sorry. Exactly. I had no idea. Yes. So. I want to appear too weak and too mentally fragile to make worth robbing. Yep. There you go. To pathetic. Make wor- pa- too pathetic to rob. Yeah. I can't. It's like you can't rob children if you're a grown adult I'm a, and you are a widow baby. I'm a widow baby. I'm a man, but I'm a widow baby. Look, I'm peeing. I'm pe- you didn't expect this, robber. I'm peeing. I told you that <laughs> if I was that robber and you hit the ground and were writhing in pain, I would definitely uh, take your wallet yeah. because of the scene that you were setting. Like I was it, trying to be cool and keep this quiet, and yeah. now you're acting like a fool. <laughs> you need to learn a lesson down there. Exactly. Yeah. But something along those lines is probably would be my thrill tactic. Okay. If I was forced to thrill. Thrill. <laughs> If I was, how Let, if I said thrill me? What do you think you? What do you think you would do? Ah, uh, thrill you? <laughs> I'd probably try and do a backflip. Yeah, that would even just saying that thrilled me a little. I can't. Even just the, I can't. That would be so thrilling. That would, we would both. You'd be covered in burning hot coffee, and I'd have a broken neck. <laughs> we're thrilled. So we didn't we're, learn. We're thrilled. I hope though that one day we do come in contact with you too, even just Bono or the Edge, and they're like thrill me. Because <laughs> <laughs> now we're prepared, and we'd be like kill me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <All> right. <laughs> 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 to oh, that request, funny. we say kill me. Uh, it's the second act of the No Joke podcast. Um, let's stick with the if you got accosted thing. Okay, for a great. Second. Yeah. But now in this example, yeah. you are you can pick one of two roles. Adam. Yeah. You can either be Batman or you can be Superman. I will take the other person and let's talk about how what skills we would use to get out of being accosted. Then great. Okay. So I mean, and you mean Batman, not uh, Bruce Wayne, and Superman, not Clark Kent, obviously. Exactly. Okay, great. Full skills. Um, you choose the one that you would pick. Batman is so much cooler. I mean, this, again, not to harken back to a previous episode, but it's a little bit of, to me, a Bugs Bunny, Mickey Mouse kind of situation, to be totally honest with you. Bring it. That was when you you (laughs) dropped that knowledge, I learned. I did. I did. I mean, Mickey's a basic mouse. I think that we kind of got right down to that. And to me, Superman suffers from a little bit of the same American heroic normativity that I just don't get down with. Great, because I am Team Superman. Okay, great. Perfect. So let's go. Okay, great. Okay. Um, So I'm definitely choosing Batman. So I'm so happy that you're on Team Superman. Okay. What inclines you towards Superman, by the way, if you don't mind me asking? Win at all costs. Win at all costs. I grew up watching Michael Jordan. I was his biggest fan because he would do anything it would take to win. He was Superman, basically. He was Superman, but Superman has... uh, things that he's just superpowers yeah all of he them. can do all of these things yes which will probably get us the w for sure and if i'm being accosted on the street i want to know that i can destroy he superman is essentially invincible i mean i really think that again please listeners chime in with the nuance of the mythology but i think that krypton really is the only thing that can weaken so then how is he basic him. to you how is superman basic then i just mean the mythology of superman the red white and blue the red cape the sort of like straight hair square jaw there's something very conventional obviously of course okay there's something extremely and deliberately conventional sort of like white man heteronormative about superman and clark kent and like a a, a sweetness about americana that just sort of rankles me a little bit i I get that i get that though that that makes sense i see your point yeah so uh isn't bruce wayne like a strong handsome rich industrialist yes who who spends all of his money on toys yes and so sell me why isn't he what sets him apart yeah what sets him apart i guess i guess the thing is again they're like, both orphaned babies one went in a microwave yeah one went in a microwave <laughs> and one went planet. to a cave but that's i right. mean they're both pretty similar now that you mention it i mean that's true they're both orphans one just happens to be an alien yeah uh who was raised in iowa so give him some slack for that he was raised in the boring midwest nothing else going on right 
So, yeah, I guess. So what makes Batman innately more intriguing? And I think that, like, again, I'm not breaking any new superhero theorizing ground here. Go. But it's just the notion that he isn't a superhero. Sure. Does he know jujitsu? He knows. That's the thing. It's like he's a master fighter. How? Um, well, if I may refer to Batman Begins with Chris, the Christian Bale chapter of the mythology, mm-hmm. I believe it was because he went to train in Japan with oh. Liam Neeson. Oh. <laughs> and I think he learned his – I think Bruce Wayne like sort of like – I think when he was maybe like a young man, I think the, the mythology dictates that he sort of like kung fu walked to the earth for a little while. Liam Neeson? I think that he ended up in what felt like Asia. Liam Neeson took a break from trying to find his daughter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Who was always taken. Always being taken. To train Batman? To help a young up-and-coming Batman. And what kind of – he trained him in like karate and jujitsu and stuff like that? Exactly. Okay. I think that's the general idea. And he works out a lot too? I think he just kind of works out. Does he have a home gym? I think it's more of like a Kill Bill kind of situation, like you lift the stones for your dinner. But back at the cave now. So he got those skills as a kid. Now he's back at the cave. How now, is he keeping his fitness up? That's a good question. Yeah, I think he probably – that's a good – he probably has a trainer like you or like just like okay. – probably has a Billy in his life that's pushing him to work on the lats okay. and his triceps. Because I mean – because that's the thing. Superman doesn't need to work out because no. he can fly. He's an alien. We've talked about this. Yeah. He can flip trains. I yes. don't know why that keeps coming back and – I feel like he's always stopping trains. He's being like, cut it out, train. Cut it out, you train. He can do that, but yes. Batman can't. I don't think so. He would be yeah batman would be murdered by a train because he's a, just a mortal man and he has like scary bad guys coming after him all the time he does how is he stopping them with punches yeah with punches and with always like, with punches well that's the thing it's like all with punches and smarts doesn't he have a ray gun he doesn't have a ray gun bill because the, like again like batman to the best of my knowledge like the the rules of gotham are, are essentially the rules of Earth. Like, no one really has, like, superpowers. And even the villains, the Joker... Oh, really? I don't think so, no. They're all just, like, mutated, weird, sad, traumatized humans. So it's always fistfights? It's just fistfights. Stop. Two-Face fell into a vat of poison or oil and got half his face burned off. He's yep. just a traumatized, sad man. Uh-huh. The Joker, similar kind of thing, falling into a vat of oil seems to be a theme. Everyone's just falling, just falling in oil? into vats. That'll do it. How about Gotham City get rid of the vats? Yeah. How about that? <laughs> just, like... I bet that would probably <laughs> clean up. There's smoke everywhere. Those are probably coming from those same vats. Eliminate the vats. You okay. Might not have such a crime problem. That's the problem. That's the problem. Okay. Oh my god. Uh, so uh, the scarecrow again was a guy that uh, I don't know. Th- hey. Exactly. Head. Hey. Head or uh, whatever. So I don't think he was really a superhero. So that's what is fun about the Batman mythological universe is there that there are, deliberately are not superheroes right. or supervillains. They're just weird men. Whereas Superman. Lex Luthor is the bad guy. Kevin Spacey. Kevin Spacey. Or Gene Hackman in the 1970s version. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And is Lex Luthor uh, super? Mm, Again, good question. One that I don't know. I'm inclined to say no. I think he's just an evil human being. Just bad intentions. I think he's bad intentioned. Mm -hmm. I don't think he is an alien or from another planet or can fly or stop trains. Okay. Um, so I, I think, and again, I'm not totally sure, but I think that's Superman v. Mortal Human. Let me me toss out this for example. Yes. Um, Superman, these worlds can cross. Yeah. Okay. Superman versus Batman was like that was like a seminal comic book and even a novel. Ooh. That was like I'm interested in. Yeah, that. They, those two worlds definitely converge. Superman flies into Gotham City. Mm-hmm. How long does it take him to clean up this place? Probably minute, mere minutes, right? I would say again because he can f- faster than the speed of light. Yep. Like literally faster than a speeding bullet. Yep. Um, he so. can so he yeah because he has these superpowers. So yeah. do you think that Batman's his whole intent coming yeah. out the gate was I need to stop crying. stop crying? I saw my parents die after the opera. They're millionaires. Correct. So would he be <laughs> in favor of Superman coming in and cleaning up the city in mere minutes? That's a good question. Or would he feel like you're stepping on my toes? Chill out. I got this. It'll take me way more time, and way more people will die and fall into more vats. Honestly, it's. <laughs> 
That's a really good question. I like to think of Bruce Wayne as the sort of compassionate, open-minded, diplomatic, tr truly citizens of Gotham first person that I like to think he is. Yeah. I think that he would welcome Superman's alliance. So would I would I. like to think that. So would I. So why did they fight? Egos, man. Egos. Egos, dude. You Trying know, to sell like, those comic books. <laughs> we gotta sell those comic books. They're going into meetings with their agents, and they're like, "Listen, Superman is just selling right now." Yeah. Okay. I mean, Bruce Wayne, to his discredit, it does. Uh, I mean, again, from what I know about "quote unquote" him, is that he does kind of like the attention and does sort of like revel in the prestige of being Bruce Wayne. Of like, he likes this sort of having this secret mystery of also being Batman, and that only like Commissioner Gordon is sort of privy to that. I think there's something about the status of being. Batman that obviously he relishes mm -hmm. in Gotham City. Mm -hmm. So I think someone like a Superman encroaching on his quote-unquote territory maybe mm -hmm. would bump him or rub him the wrong way at first. So it's not really about the goal. It's about the ego. Well, I mean – The goal here is to clean up Gotham, Batman, period. That's why you period. started being this human bat. <laughs> you chose to be this human bat to fix one specific Fight problem. Fight crime. Why not ask for help? I, I am with you there, and right. I like to think that there's a universe yep. where Batman and Superman sort of are, are fighting on the same team he and could. fighting a common enemy. Yeah. yeah. He could have picked Superman. He picked Robin. Robin. Yeah, and I earnestly don't know where Robin came from, but I did have the footy pajamas when I was a kid. So, so Robin was only pajamas. <laughs> Robin was just – there was a superhero that was born out of pajamas. Yes. How can we sell pajamas? <laughs> Give Batman a sidekick. Should he be awesome and, like, really actually help the city? No, no, no. He Make should be thin and quiet. Small. <laughs> small. Small and afraid. No muscles. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no discernible skills. Sell pajamas. Exactly. I don't know how I know this, but I'm pretty sure his name is Dick Grayson. What? That's his actual name. Becomes Robin. Bruce Wayne, Dick Grayson, Batman, Robin. I Robin's say not that. his name. I think that that's true. His name is Dick. Right, which should let you know a little bit. Also something that his superhero name he chose. <laughs> Shaking my head side to side. No, no, no. You could have picked a much better sidekick, Batman. That's all I'm saying. He is not about fixing Gotham. Definitely not. Yeah, this no. is so clear to me. He might be along for the ride. I'm not, I'm not sure what the Robin, the origin story of Robin was. Yeah. Uh, it's but... probably not even a road worth going down. Yes, exactly. Um, second act break. Okay. Got to go to an ad read. Let's do it. We'll come back. We'll talk more superheroes. Uh, this is no joke. We would like to thank Squarespace.com for being a very loyal supporter to the No Joke Podcast. Thanks, Squarespace. If you haven't uh, heard any of the ads before, Squarespace.com is an excellent website service that um, is encouraging you to make your next move. Yep. The campaign coincides with the new year. It is now uh, late May, so... You know, newish new year. Yeah, let's say it corresponds with the half year. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but people are looking always to set new goals, start new businesses, change their careers, and having a website is imperative. Squarespace is really great and helps you create a website that it looks really fresh and can service really whatever you're looking for. Uh, it caters to creative folks if you're starting a uh, podcast, for instance, yep. or making a movie or a restaurant. Uh, the designs of the websites are always really sleek. And it's also really helpful if uh, you want to buy a domain name. Yes. Uh, they provide provide Squarespace domain names, but they also provide unique domain names. Yes. So it's all in one shopping, and we encourage you to start a website with Squarespace. Absolutely. And their customer service is 24-7. Yes. Yes. So, which is actually secretly awesome. Yep. So when you get confused, like Adam and I often do. Every day. Call them. <laughs> uh, so we'd like to remind you again to start your free trial today at squarespace.com. And if you enter the offer code, no joke, you get 10% off your first purchase. Nice. Once again, let me remind you, if you start your free trial today at squarespace.com and enter the offer code, no joke, you get 10% off your first purchase. You should totally do that. Squarespace. Make your next move with Squarespace. 
Welcome back to No Joke. This is Act 3 of the podcast, and today we've been talking about superheroes. I said that the history of Robin isn't worth uh, traveling down, yeah. traveling down that road. Well, in the act break, we decided to travel down it. We just peeked a little bit on Wikipedia, nothing crazy. And uh, frankly, I'm not surprised. <laughs> I'm disappointed. I think that this dweeb Robin <laughs> has never shown... A real ability to stop crime in Gotham, which yeah. is Batman's sole responsibility. Yep. Adam, will you tell us about the history of Robin? Very briefly, as we've learned, Thank is you. that he was a young acrobat in a family of acrobats called the Flying Graysons. Say that again. Young Dick Grayson was an eight-year-old acrobat in a family of acrobats called the Flying Graysons. So that's the beginning. <laughs> that's the beginning. That's the origin tale of the Robin character. Yes. Not the Robin actor. No. Robin. The character, Dick Grayson. He was a nine-year-old acrobat. Acrobat, okay. yep. Uh, with his entire family, mm. a bit of a partridge family type setup, perhaps. Yep. You know, like uh, a traditional acrobat family. Like an acrobat family. We all know them. We all have acrobat families in our lives. Yes. One of those. Yes. Um, so there was an acrobat family called the Flying Graysons. One, uh, uh, one day, an evil gangster bad guy sabotaged Dick's parents' trapeze contraptions, forcing them to fall catastrophically and sadly to their death. Yes. Bruce Wayne slash Batman is on the case, yep. goes to investigate said murder, yep. and in the process of doing so, realizes that there is now an orphaned eight-year-old boy, much like he himself was an orphan, yes. and feeling that kind of empathy, takes young Dick Grayson under his wing and kind of adopts him as his legal ward. Are we to believe that there is one death per day in Gotham? <laughs> yeah, seriously. Because if there were two deaths, just even one other death <laughs> alongside the uh, trapeze death, it's like, I just don't know why a superhero needs to be going to a circus and looking at, like, an untwisted screw on a swing. I just don't get this Batman guy. I'm not sold. You're like, there's been 34 breaking and enterings this hour. If Batman, I, yes. Yeah. Seriously. It's like, there's been so much other crime. Real crime. Real crime is happening. And it's like, Batman, if he really <laughs> did want to start taking care of these problems, he shouldn't be adopting nine-year-old acrobats. Yeah. He should be hiring grown men and women with police training. To get out there and do this investigation. It's almost a little crazy when you put it that way. Yeah. To think about it from Dick Grayson's point of view. It's just like Bruce Wayne, it's like we think it's sort of an altruistic, noble thing, and it's awesome for him to like take a young sidekick. But he is robbing poor Dick Grayson yes. of a childhood, yes. of his own autonomy of choice in his life. Yes. What if Dick Grayson doesn't want to fight crime? With this, his older uncle Bruce. It's not what his if he uncle. He doesn't want to do that. It's yeah. a guy in a bat costume <laughs> yeah. who was like, hey, I saw your parents fall. Come with me. Shady. <laughs> My parents were also killed. I saw your parents killed. Come with me. Come with me to this cave. With every detail, Bruce Wayne is like, he really is a, a kind of a madman. He, I would not be surprised at all to find out that Bruce Wayne goes to these kind of like, like top level, like mafioso meetings yes. where all the bosses sit around at one table and get all the business out. Yes. If he is one of them around that table with the penguin yes. and the Joker yes. and the straw guy, yes. <laughs> if they're all sitting around and they're actually like, they all are cool with one another. Yes. I wouldn't be surprised to know that like Batman doesn't also create some of this crime Damn, so that he can stop some of this are crime. Are you kidding me? Billy? His end game clearly isn't to fix Gotham. He's going about it the wrong way. Here on No Joke, we are breaking a major, major Batman conspiracy theory, which is that Bruce Wayne is himself perpetuating some of the crime in Gotham City so that Batman will have something to do. He is exactly like the Penguin and <laughs> yeah. these other guys. They're He's all these psycho. freaky dudes. Freaky rich dude. He just didn't fall into a vat. That's yeah. the only <laughs> thing that separates Vatless. So <laughs> everyone is trying to put him in a vat, and he's playing the same game. He's I, just not, a bat. You're not wrong. He's not that different than the penguin. You're right. He's a different I, animal. I definitely can see a world in which Batman 
likes the crime, relies on the crime. You know what? I think that's really interesting that you say that. And that is what makes Batman a nuanced superhero. Mm -hmm. Whereas, and like, it is kind of shades of gray. He is just a crazy rich guy. He is adopting kids against their will. He is essentially another penguin, just like two clicks to the more moral. Maybe. Yes. So like, all that is true. It makes him kind of complicated. He is just a mortal man who's a sad orphan. Yes. Superman it lacks any of that nuance, any of that contradiction. He is just capital G, 100% good, and capital R, right, and all the time. And he stops crime. And trains. He stops crime and trains. <laughs> yes. That's what his business card says. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Clark Kent stops crime and trains. <laughs> trains. Yeah. So there's just no ambiguity to Superman, which, again, that's where the Mickey Bugs thing, like, sort of resonates for me. It's like Mickey is, like, a two-dimensional, ha-ha, and just, like, nothing but friendly and cheer and chipper and dull. Mm. Superman is just good, only ever fighting on the side of the pure, is definitely going to win. It's not even a question. He is literally invincible. Yeah. Batman, fully vincible. Yeah. Just a guy, could be thrown into a vat at any second. I mean, I'm waiting for it, frankly. Is as creepy and as shady and as sort of underhanded as any of the criminals he's fighting. I get that vibe, too. Okay. Yep. So it's just a little more, it's just that's the difference in their mythology to me. Okay. Okay. We've really uh, covered a lot, and I appreciate that. Yeah. It's the third act of the No Joke Pod. Yeah. Uh, I think we'd be uh, doing ourselves a disservice if we didn't come up with our superheroes. We have to. Yeah. We must. Um, it's a big question. It's limitless. So can be our powers if we so choose. Okay, good. Um, do you know what superhero you would be or would you like me to go first? I have a kernel of an idea, but please. You'd like me to go first? Please. Okay. <laughs> I think that my superhero name yeah. would be Wingman. Yeah. Wingman. Okay. He would be there to support his friends, both male and female. Love this. When they need to hook up. Love this, man. When they really like, when it's like a moment where it's just these, where you need a social superpower. Yep. Where you just need someone to make you look so good that that person is going home with you. Come on now. Wingman. I would like to, I think I have skills. I think I have the social skills. I think I'm comfortable in a lot of uh, a variety of places with a variety of sexualities. You get along with a lot of different people, a lot of different kinds of people. I like to think that I'm good with words yep. at making people feel good about themselves and also look good in a public setting. Agreed. I've been uh, beneficial of those words. So yes. I think that I still need to figure out some of the branding. Yeah. Do, do you see a costume? Does Wingman have a costume? I think every Superman has to have a costume. Has... I think every superhero has to have a costume. So what does Wingman wear? I think Wingman wears... <laughs> Whatever is probably one. So it depends on the setting. Yeah. I think that there's oh maybe there's a color scheme that Got comes it. with it. Um, but it's sort of malleable. Let's call it w- slates and grays because again, you don't want to stand out <laughs> no. when you're the wingman. You're not. You're upping your main man. Exactly. So I think that it uh, the costume will always be kind of slates and grays <laughs> and blacks. But I will always be wingman. Is always. Just a little bit underdressed compared to the the person that he's supporting. A little bit more casual. But he's also very aware of, is this a sports bar? Is this a double date we're he going fits on? In. Is this a communion? He always knows how to fit in. He fits right in. He's But he's never uh, drawing attention. Perfect. He's always there to support uh, the one person who needs to close. The perfect garnish. Yes. Perfect. Yep. Okay. So, so he's wearing something stylish and contextually appropriate, but always looks a couple degrees shittier than his main man. Yes. Oh, and one last thing. Uh, he wears a cape. He wears a cape. <laughs> he, he wears, wears a cape. He wears a big black cape black. with uh, a big W on the back. Wait. So this is where the nuance kind of gets lost. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> has a big W yes. and on the sides of the W are wings. That's really big, good. Big, beautiful wings. That's really good. I'm going to request the listeners uh, of No Joke, anyone with graphic design help, please. to please tweet uh, the Wingman logo that you create 
uh, to nojokepod at nojokepod or email it to nojokepod at gmail.com. We desperately need to see some kind of artist rendering of Wingman. Yes. I really think that's brilliant. Thank you. Now, Wingman's alter ego is Billy Scafiri. Yes. So Billy wears Billy clothes. Yes. And then when your friend is in trouble, quote unquote, in trouble, needs, is trying to uh, kick it with this girl. Billy wears gray t-shirts. Wingman wears gray t-shirts. Slate. <laughs> slate. Billy wears gray. Wingman wears slate. So. Oh. Oh, Billy, that's so good. Well, that's a great superpower. No one will notice me. No one will be like, oh, that's Billy because my shirt went from uh, gray to slate. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, does Wingman have a villain? Does uh, Wingman – are there any villains in Wingman's universe? Does he have an adversary or someone that opposes him? Yeah. Or – Yeah. Um, <laughs> Wingman also – there is uh, – uh, his name is uh, – yeah. that name was already taken. Yeah. Um, let's call it the Spanish Fly. The Spanish Fly. The oh, Spanish I, fly. I see where you're going with this. I was going to say Rufio, but that name's already I taken. I get exactly where you're going with this. Um, there are certain men and let's say women too who um, take advantage of uh, – the dating world. Yeah, yeah. And go to very dangerous lengths. Yes. Sometimes putting Spanish fly or rupees yes. into drinks. Yes. And doing very bad things. That's right. Bill Cosby. There is one uh, guy, the Spanish fly, who has built an army is... out of uh, putting Spanish fly in people's drinks and then bringing them back and brainwashing them into his army. I mean, that feels like a legitimately cool idea. I need to, <laughs> I need to be in these social settings and try and find these henchmen to get my way to the top while simultaneously helping my friend close. Unbelievable. Just to clarify, not putting Spanish fly in drinks is a good idea. The idea of that as a villain is a good idea. I think the, I think <laughs> the listeners gave us the benefit of the Okay, good. Uh, that's great. Yep. Okay, great. Wingman v. the Spanish fly. Correct. That's really unbelievable. So if you uh, work at Lionsgate <laughs> yeah. or any sort of big movie production company, we have it all worked out. All it, the beats of the movie are there. It's worked out. That's all you need to know. Wingman v. the Spanish fly. Adam, you have five minutes to sell me on your superhero. Okay, here we go. So my superhero Superhero and superpower reflects a little bit to my uh, – uh, relates a little bit, I should say, uh, to my self-defense tactic. Uh, my superpower – my superhero name is Shakes. 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 <laughs> okay? Yes. And what Shakes can do, Shakes' superpower is that he can writhe and he can wiggle. Ew. At- <laughs> this is so – and he can and just kind of are... nervously squirm so much <laughs> and to such a degree that he can actually squirm and create a force field. Wait. The energy of him of his squirming and writhing and saying, I'm a widow widow baby, which oh, might even be his keyword. God. God. <laughs> creates a force field around himself. Okay. And so uh, protecting himself from any wrongdoers. Okay. And any evildoers. Yes. So his superpower is not an, a proactive attack. It's a self-defense So superpower. he doesn't run away. He literally stays right there and just shakes in front of everybody. <laughs> shakes until a force field just like uh, – almost like a chrysalis kind of just like emerges around him and in, in, ensconces him what if in someone safety. Is, may I ask a question? <laughs> what if someone is like uh, – has their arm around him when he gets scared? <laughs> that person is now in the bubble. So how big is the force field? What is the, the circumference field, of the force field? Well, that – the force field can accommodate any – any oh, so he can shake the people into safety. Correct. He could, how, so he could, could he shake Washington, D.C. if there's an alien attack? That, now you're literally getting it. He just has to shake hard. The more he shakes, the bigger the force field, the more people are protected in the force field. Jesus. So he can create an individual custom just shake-sized force field. Right. He can, like you said, protect all of Washington, D.C. with a force field if he shakes hard enough. I like to imagine him shaking so hard and people being like, he's saving us, he's saving us. And then also looking at him being like, that's awful. awful. That is God. tough to watch. Like, <laughs> that is seriously tough to watch. It is like though. a seizure. It should look and feel like a seizure. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like, are you foaming? Like, is it, does it get, is it pain, physically painful or are you just summoning the... <laughs> 
I don't think it's physically painful. I don't think it's pleasant. I think Shakes comes out of his force field spells with a bad headache. Bad headache. Bad. Bloody nose type bad, situation. Bloody nose, like bad headache. Uh-huh. It's kind of like Eleven. Exactly. In, in Strange Things, where it's like the exactly. harder it's working, the more it takes out of exactly. them. Exactly. Exactly. And so it's easy for him to just like shake a little, writhe a little, one, I'm a widow baby, and now he's protected just himself. <laughs> but like I said, if there's a nuclear uh, attack, if there's an asteroid falling from Earth. We and need he- shakes. He has to shake. Make him shake. <laughs> We might have to find ways of shaking you even more. <laughs> exactly. You have two minutes and 40 seconds to sell me on what Shake's costume looks like. Okay, so Shake's costume, when he is writhing and when he is gyrating and when he is nervously wiggling to create this protective force field. Disgusting. His costume. Nervously uh, wiggling. <laughs> Ew. Ew. <laughs> Welcome to 94% of my life. Ew. Uh, so what is Shakes' costume? It's got to be something incredibly uh, unencumbering, something that he can really move in. Okay. Uh, I think it's going to be close to what I, Adam, wear in life. Not proud of this. I'm going to go sweat shorts and one of those ratty, ripped-to-shreds tank tops. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like something mm-hmm. incredibly unassuming, drawing no attention, should look homeless. Do you That's think- what I'm saying. It should look like a crazy person freaking having a seizure on the street. Okay. So your Clark Kent is uh, like a crazy outfit. Yeah, maybe like a, like a deliberately like a bag like a homeless bag lady. And then when you turn into Shakes, you just stay uh, as that homeless bag lady. <laughs> I just remain looking homeless. You're one of the superheroes where there's no everyone knows Adam Lustick is Shakes. <laughs> there's no. I'm not even describing a superpower really. I'm just telling you my deficiency. Adam yeah, Shakes. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, great. You have one minute and 30 seconds to tell us the villain of Shakes. Oh, God. Okay. Who does Shakes fight against? Clearly, he doesn't fight. Yeah, yeah. He's in the fight. He's not really fighting. I guess the question is, who hates Shakes the most? Because people probably are all tired of this guy. Okay. <laughs> people are just stuck in his yeah. like in his bubble sometimes. They're like, I didn't even I wasn't even under attack. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> all right. Um, vi- who hates Shakes the yeah, most? Yeah, who is Shakes' number one adversary? Um, okay, let's go ahead and say uh, he lives beneath the sewers of the city. Oh, where the Shakes where he yeah, so he can come up from underneath. Yes. So Shakes is, of course lives amongst the people. Shakes also works at a staples, by the way, just like he's a man of the people. Of course. His name, um, his name is Adam Lustig. You've seen the hello, my name is. Adam works at Staples. Shakes is nervous. Uh, and I think the villain is going to be someone that lives underground uh-huh. uh, with um, amongst the rats and the refuse of the city. Yep. Um, comes up every once in a while to wreak havoc. Uh-huh. And this person's name is Com Carl. Com Carl. Com Carl. No anxiety. Huh. No nervousness. Okay. Lives beneath the ground in the sewer only because just out of choice. He wants to. He likes it. It's uh-huh. darker. Uh-huh. Uh, he goes up to the surface of the city every once in a while to wreak havoc that Shakes needs to protect the people of city. Uh-huh. Okay. What does Com Carl want to get out of life? What is it? What is his what what is his plan? Com Carl's made calm by chaos. Uh-huh. So the more chaos that he can sort of it's almost like the Joker kind of thing, kind of anarchist, nihilist, wants to watch the world burn, sort of like, you know, uh destruction at all costs. Kind is of Shakes motivation. afraid of Carl? Very afraid. He sees him and he's like, oh, shit. Very, very uh, afraid. But shakes. he knows – Shakes is afraid of most things. Okay. And he's very afraid of Com Carl. But he also knows that he's the only force in the city strong enough to stop Com Carl. And when Com Carl emerges from the sweaty depths of the sewer, uh, he never has good intentions. He's going to rob a bank. He's going to blow up a building. He's going to try and flip a train. Nothing anything, good ever that comes – That is not calm. That's what I'm saying. Well, it brings him calm. That's the irony. Uh, Creating chaos for others brings Carl calm. Whoa. Sold. Okay. And we're sold. <laughs> We're sold. Yeah, yeah. Now, what if Com Carl, and we got to wrap it up, but what okay. if Com Carl blows up a building that you're standing next to? 
and does that stuff, can that stuff still fall on you before the force field arrives? Yeah, it's just a matter of can Shakes get his force field activated in time. Got and it. like a very, very, very frequently it's a race against the clock. <laughs> and that happens a lot. That's <laughs> <such> <laughs> annoying quality. <laughs> <laughs> that is like, everyone's just like looking at their watch like, no, he's, he's still shaking. Yeah, it like, should happen any minute now. Shaking. Make him shake faster. This is a, I can't control it. He's foaming. He's foaming. He's shaking. Jesus. Oh, God. Super seizure. Yes. Super seizure. Okay. That's right. That's a special move. Uh, wow. Well, I hope you guys learned something Yeah, because we di- we definitely did. We yes. learned about the Flying Graysons. Yes. We have two <laughs> movies in the can. Exactly. We are ready to make that happen. Perfect. Um, all right. Well, to all the Acrobat families out there yes. and to all the Acrobat families uh, who are up and coming. Yes. Thank you for listening to thank No Joke. Thank you for listening. Please uh, rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes and leave us all sorts of lovely comments. We really do want to know what you would like us to talk about. So please toss out some more episode suggestions, whatever you'd like. Once again, for the No Joke Podcast, I am Billy Scafuri. I'm Adam Lustig. And we will talk to you next week. Thank you. That was a HeadGum Podcast.